0: Two balls, two strikes, Kimbrel ready, the pitch, swung on, hit in the air, left center field, long run into the gap, Rojas is calling, he will reach out, makes the catch up against the wall, and Johan Rojas has made his mark in this series. Strom is ready, and the left-handers 1-2, swing and a miss, he got him. Phillies come racing out of the dugout as Matt Strom has saved it, and the Phillies have beaten the Braves in the division series for the second year in a row. By the way, you're all studs. Yeah. 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 You, all right. we, go. we got Rocket! Sorry, bear. Sorry, neighbors. High atop at a west side of Cherry Hill. Good God, y'all. Good God. Good God. And LCS. Want to see the kid from Eustis? Zach Gowan. First things first. Gotta let it eat. Do your thing, Jimmy. Do your thing, producer. The producer's in the house. The producer. Jimbo. Is he ever rocking? Come on, Jimmy. Come on, hot, baby. Oh, brother, brother. Bam. Holy tomato. Here we are, man. Ah, oh, where is it? It's late. Thursday. Who cares? I just told my i breakfast now. You know, midnight buffet because uh, I don't even know what time it is. But I'm trying to watch the Phillies celebration, trying to get stats. I figured, you know, hell with the stats because a lot of people uh, text me today that, hey, I like your show better without all the stats. Thanks a lot. I work so hard on the stats. But, you know, humans are humans, and I think what people like is a little more dialogue than all of the uh, stats. Some people call it analytics. Be that as it may, what a glorious win. Um, I don't know where to start. Um, I mean, what I, I was so confident today that uh, I was acting as if, and I don't do this, I'm coach, superstitious, head your bets, you know, all that paternal Lou Holt stuff, I was acting as if the game was over. People are saying to me, "Yeah, but we're not playing Arizona yet. We got to beat, you know, we got to beat the Braves." And I was like, "Oh yeah, right, uh, mm-hmm. sure." Uh, and I was telling people, "Listen, <laughs> the Braves aren't really even in town. That's how quiet their bats will be." And that's not to discredit our pitching, which ends the, their uh, ERA right now is about one point six one for postseason. And they weren't in the top 10. Yeah, that just shows the guy, man. You never know what you're going to get in the post, okay? The top 10 pitching teams, as you hear every night, are gone. And the Phillies are there with the 1.61 ERA. Filthy. I mean, absolutely crazy. The bullpen in reverse. But I was telling people all day long, I thought the game was over before it was played. I'd never do that. I just, I'm not going to say it's a lack of respect, for the Braves, but I just don't respect the Braves in Philly. Um, I think you saw a little bit. You saw great pitching, uh, stand-up performances, clutch performances, making two-strike pitches. How is it that you you would watch really precarious two-two counts, two runners on, and we make the pitch. We, We hit the black away low. We come up and in, we, we, you know, and and once again, I thought our defensive positioning, that's analytics, people. That's analytics. A couple times, Stott was way up the middle, like the shift was on. Technically, it was on. A uh, couple times, Turner was way up the middle. Balls were hit on the barrel. Boom. Right at Stott three times tonight, two right at Turner. How uh, about the catch out there by uh Rojas? I mean, that's your ball game because Lord knows if that drops, you know, what happens. I mean, that's that's three runs, so let's just say peace, love, and Rojas get that out right, right away. Uh, you know, the drama because of the clock now. You don't get a chance to step out of the box five times and slow the game down and enjoy that moment. It's, it's rapid fire. I always said maybe a ninth inning caveat to the rule – that allows the game to slow down when it's very suspenseful, especially postseason, I don't know. Would it make it better to be able to just stretch that out a little bit? Can't do it now, get back in the box, and the pitcher's on the mound ready to go. And I think that impacts certain teams worse than others. I think we've handled that quite well. But, I mean, it's, it's just a million a million uh, notes here. But defensive positioning certainly – You know, Strider throwing the slider, Strider with the slider going downtown. I mean, yeah, you can't throw off fastballs because when you throw 10 straight, look what Cassie did with the 11th fastball at 100. You know, if you don't follow baseball real close, by now you should know that the hardest thing to do in sports, by far, without peer, without comparison, by far, is to do what Cassie did tonight. Hit a 100-mile-an-hour ball that comes in with a hiss on it. True story. You've heard me tell the hiss story, okay? It's a zipper. That's what they do over 95. But at this level, they're spitting, they're hooking, they're tailing, they're like attack weapons, okay? And you catch up to that, and you notice they were all pulled tonight. I mean, Turner... I believe to to get Turner not to pull a fastball, I'm, I text this out to a few people. They were saying, what speed do you think? I talk about Turner's ability to hit the fastball all the time. I think you'd have to throw him 110 because he's all over 100. He's all over. it. It's not like you know, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball. You make a mistake and he barrels it, right? And then he's one of those rare hitters that when you take 12 miles an hour off you go to the slider, he either guesses really good or he just really good. But when you throw the ball eighty eight, he's like, "Thank you, boom!" Out of the ballpark. I mean, unbelievable. Harper, it's behemoth. It's not real. Um, he just, it's an unbelievable win. I mean, it's it's just absolutely crazy. Alvarado. Okay, Joey, they did all right. Alvarado, oh, you really, really butchered that name. How do you listen to a 20-minute podcast and come away with it that I butchered Alvarado? Well, my lord. Uh happy days are here again, right? But uh right now we have a lineup concern. Uh, hats off to, to Suarez. I mean, come on. He, he pitches fantastic tonight, fantastic the first time between the the uh compilation between two games without looking at it is something like seven innings and is there a run in there with like four hits? I mean, Ranger, come on, man, dear. But the, that's why the teams, you know, ERAs are where they're at. I mean, when, you, when you're putting up goose eggs at 1.4, 1.4, 1.7, and your team ERA is 1.6, that's a lot of good pitching. And, uh, and they were second in OPS going into tonight, trailing uh, Arizona, of course, who doesn't play, and the Phillies added home runs tonight. So, of course, their team OPS is going to hop up. So they're going to end the postseason so far before the NLALCS as number one ranked team in ERA and OPS. Not too shabby. And you're not too surprised, I hope. come on, clock stop it. Don't tell me it's already been eight minutes. No, it hasn't. You're not too surprised for one reason because you're a devout baseball fan, you're very passionate you look at you love looking at the box scores till two in the morning, yes, you do, and you've known that since early June they've been the best team in baseball yeah i mean you do you remember when there were like seven games under you know it was like June second? Remember when they got the five hundred? Yeah, since then. And you remember when Turner got straightened out and what this team has done? When Turner if Turner did not get straightened out, you're not going to hear this kid talking about winning the World Series. Hardly. Uh it was one thing to be able to negotiate uh Schwarber, Uh and we're going to try to keep everything positive tonight, although exactly what's happening to him is what I predicted would happen to him in the postseason. I uh, got some texts on that today saying, boy, did you ever call this? How did you know? That's a podcast for after we win the World Series. Uh, but I'm not going to criticize Topper. I'll tell you why I'm not going to criticize him because he has earned so, and, and war- it warrants so much respect. I don't know if he saw the movie and he saw, how, he saw the ending because you don't manage bullpens backwards like he's done and lived to tell about it. Okay, that's not the guy you're going to have in to close things out uh, for that set it's, it's just not the way the bullpen's going to get aligned. So all the smart baseball people, all 44,000 people in the stadium that want to guess what it's going to be like in terms of the, the, the bullpen deck, uh, no one's guessing the way it happened either game short pitch. No one, nobody I know is... Could guess because it's not based on smarts, it's based on. Now don't say just feel uh, in the post game. Michael Barkham and uh, again, Marion said, even if you're being realistic tonight, try to just try to bullshit your way through any things that you have to, the points you have to make that are a bit negative, and just put shine on everything. Okay, but Michael Barkham, Barkham, give me a, a break, please, everybody, please. I mean it's. <clears throat> clownish comments and you what you see is ricky and ben and Ruben looking at him sometimes and when he's done this these ridiculous nonsensical comments watch what those guys do nobody says anything for like five seconds and and then ricky never goes what, what what are you talking about you know but he was making some comments tonight that just don't fit what was what's really going on I mean, he's the one that didn't play. So he's conjecturing about, you know, reality, and and it it doesn't quite have the synergy that the players know. But I'm rambling on that point. Overall-wise, what Topper did, how he managed the entire uh, postseason so far is nothing less than brilliant. Um, So that's why I'm going to give him a pass on Schwarber. I'm just going to say that he'll be right eventually, and Schwarber has been in five games, uh, six-game slumps before. Uh, we've certainly grown accustomed to batting averages of 180 and on-base percentage of 230. Um, I just I continue to pray it hasn't cost us yet. It's next akin to costing us, but we're winning. So it hasn't cost us yet. Let's just hope that it doesn't. Uh, I, I personally struggle with him first and, and, and Alex Baum fourth because you have way, way too much fire, firepower below that and you got to get these guys up there. I mean, you can't. Uh, Turner is such a perfect leadoff hitter right now, and on second, third base he goes. Uh, uh, Turner, Harper, Stott. Uh, I, I could put up a Stott. Uh, Castellanos, of course. I mean, tonight Cassie's batting seventh. You know, back to back home runs, back to back home runs, and and Marsh. I know you got the lefty factor. You you could realign this lineup. And get much better production out of it. Remember, we won tonight with three runs. So, if somebody said to you, "Hey, we're going to advance, or, or, or we're going to have three runs." You think we'll advance, which we we're starting? More than likely, you would have said no to that to that scenario. But oh yes, we are. But um, we made the plays. Uh, Rojas saves three or four runs. Three on the ball dropping. And the fourth one, what happens when Acuna's on third base, if it doesn't take one of those funky ricochets and end up going to the opposite of the, of the outfielders, um, the distance that he covered I could not find on StatCast. I, I think we'll get that sometime tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to submit uh, north of uh, 88 feet. Um, I did the replay. I, I drew some arrows. He, he ran a long way. I thought he took a bit of an awkward leap. I didn't think it needed to be uh, as hard a catch appearance-wise as he made it. But he made it, brother. That's all that counts. And what, what a difference he's been. Now, in the meantime, you have to put up with his 040 batting average. And that can come back to haunt you somewhere, too. So, his at-bats are brutal. Um, if, if he's going to be in that lineup, I'd have him button all the time. But, I mean, Hats off to everybody, the bullpen. Uh, you know, uh, you just you, you look at the ERAs and you got Schwarz at 104, uh, Sir Anthony Goose Egg, Alvarado Joey Goose Egg, Kimbrell Goose Egg, Stram, Strom, Goose Egg, Soto at 5.40, and I know Hoffman uh isn't great but overall team-wise you're talking about like 1.63 with top so the, the team that's played the best the last two and a half months right now is the best team in baseball oh i know texas and houston has a lot to say about that i still like them to win the world series now all of that good news proclaimed let's not lose sight of the fact that that we have a real load coming down the turnpike or, or coming to the stadium in Zach Gown. Isn't it something that we're gonna play a team whose star pitcher he's gonna be in the top three for the Cy Young? The, the the team's pitcher pitched at Eustace. Um I know he I know he was in the Eustace camps. I'm pretty sure yeah it was he played at Eustace too, yes, right? Not four years. Um yeah and he's going to be pitching against the Phillies at least twice. That's just crazy. But a lot of things are crazy in the postseason. Nothing's going to form. Nothing's going to form. That's how you have 10 of the best pitching teams out of the playoffs right now. I I, I dropped that bomb on WIP this morning, and they, they asked me if I verified my my data. And I said, yeah, like like five times before I got on the radio. Of course I did. Uh, The last team out was the Dodgers and and the Twinks, uh, the Twins, and that's the 10, and then the Phillies were like 12th, and Atlanta was like 13th. And of the hitting teams, uh, you have uh, one, two, three, all four, okay, the hitting teams from the top 10. And that's just one of the theorems about, you know, good hitting beats good pitching. Now, you could turn around tonight and say, well, look at the Phillies pitching against Atlanta, but you have two good offensive teams. I'm talking about the matchup where you have a really elite pitching team against a really elite hitting team. The evidence will show that's like 75%, 80% of the time that the hitting team, you know, prevails. But that's, again, a podcast for another time. How much excitement? It's Monday. I think it's 8 o'clock. Uh, the weather's going to dip a little bit. We had just two gorgeous nights the stadium. So I covered Rojas. I covered the pitching. Covered Wheels and Nola. That unbelievable athlete we have Harper. That yeah, there's a hell of a scare. It was it was the knee to the funny bone. It was all good. You could see it on a replay. Uh, on my fifth free play, I could see the knee come up, the left knee come up, and hit his right elbow right on the funny bone. And that's when I had relief. And I'm like, okay, if this guy's lost, um, but what him and what Harper and Turner can mean. Not to leave Casty out this this presentation, put him on the stage too, and a couple other guys. But what the prolific—I mean, you get Turner and Harper completely apexed out here for the postseason, man. What those two cats could mean to a postseason offensively, I would just love to see Turner start it off. You know, and 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 he's on second, uh, and he's on third because we don't have a real good thrown out percentage with Arizona. I didn't want to start breaking down Arizona stats in this podcast because I know how darn fast it was going to go, and it did because we're damn near at at, at uh, wrap-up time. Uh, I just think that the stadium, home field, home crowd, uh, home home venue advantage in Philly is, and I'm 70 years old, I've been watching sports for, you know, 60 years, and um, Niagara in basketball, you know, back in the 80s, I can think of some some home courts, home fields, but really nothing right like Citizens Bank Park right now. It, it, it jumps out uh, to me. There's an aura. There's there's a mantra. There's a buzz. There's like electricity that just tells you everything's going to be fine, and uh, and that's why I thought we'd continue to get out of these jams. I just I, Atlanta will not come back if they have to come back to Philly. Uh, next year they're just going to mail it in. They're like, no, no, no! You're not bringing us back a third time. Ain't going to happen. Okay, if you want to start calling them choke artists, I don't love that term in professional sports. Uh, I think it's I think it's degrading. But I mean, they're a whole different team in the postseason now. A lot of that's pitching. But come on, you you were your fourth best offense ever. OPS wise at eight fifty six, and that's what happens. I mean that's that's a real Jekyll Hyde. But let's just credit the Phillies pitching instead of any uh, choking or on that. Well, one thing to address, and that was the comment you know regarding Harper by a shortstop, and he claims and some of the Braves claim that the clubhouse, the locker room, should be a sanctuary, and what goes on uh, in there is an extension of the dugout, and it should be there should be a, a level of privacy amongst the players, they should be able to let their hair down, um, have a beer, uh, lament, air their their comments, and not have to be looking over their shoulder with the media and not to take anything away from the fantastic drama that was going on with Harper and the stare down and, and, and those comments. I wholeheartedly flat out agree with that. What goes on in the locker room should be amongst the players and player uh, team personnel only, and there could be a separate trainers room for the media. Whatever, when you go in through those doors, you know it's off limits. Okay, the privacy uh, cloak is lifted, but when when these players, right after a tough loss, you know, are talking or win whatever, and comments are made, um. I think ought, it ought to be a sanctuary. I think there ought to be a protective veil. And and I know a lot of other people I heard today feel the same way, for what it's worth, okay? But time is up. I can't believe how fast it goes. There's 20 million other things I want to talk about as far as situational baseball. Um, but, I mean, it comes down to the catch. If Rojas doesn't make the catch, it's I don't know that we win the ballgame. Um, we we had Kimbrough pitching out of a, of a couple – when you didn't think he was going to bring it back in uh, and you thought he was going to walk another batter, you know, being able to muster up a strike also. But there's a lot of situations like that that come back to the pitching. Um, but Turner um, and Costi and Harper, just unbelievable. And and the fans, I think they're still there. I don't I don't think they're going to leave. I think they're going to go down to the locker room party with the players and, and, and sing that country song. I'm starting to like the song. I'm not a country Music guy, but I'm starting to like that song very much. If roll those of you that said, "Why isn't Harper partying with the team?" Harper was waiting until it was the right time to party with the team, and that was obviously tonight, beating the Braves again. And damn, you saw that—you saw him partying big time, right? So, uh, unbelievable! What a feeling! And uh, celebrate it. We got Friday. Hey, it works out perfectly, man. We got Friday. Saturday, nice, the weekend, right? Sunday, players around town, they're shopping at Arnie's. They all go in there. That's cool. And, uh, and ball game on Monday. So we have recovery time and then a really good series against a really good team. I have tremendous respect for Arizona with their team speed and their pitching. And, uh, I think we beat them and I think we get a good draw, but you have to face Mr. Gowan at least twice, and he is a handful. Uh, anyway, over now. out. God bless everybody. Have a great Friday. Go Phillies. What a win. Bye-bye Atlanta. Uh, we'll see you soon, Atlanta. By the way, you're all studs. Yeah! yeah. 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 yeah.